there. I am so excited that you're able to join us today and you're listening to the Random Ramblings podcast, the official leadership arts podcast. And my name is Sam Smeltzer and I will be your host for today's episode. And I have to tell you that today's episode kicks off a three-part series that I just really feel deep down I need to share with you. And it's um, a little bit different. The topic is not as, um, I don't, I guess, casual as typically is highlighted here on the Random Ramblings podcast. However, it had such a monumental impact on my life that I felt compelled that I needed to share it. Uh, it was inspired and some of it was put out there as blog posts. Um, and I hinted at this in last week's episode about how I was really battling between doing blogs or doing podcasts. And I feel that I do a better job communicating and sharing with all of you doing a podcast, which is why we're here. Um, This was my first attempt at blog post again, and it kind of fizzled out. I was trying to do a three-part series, and I never posted the last part. The first two I did successfully post. So we're going to bring those back almost like a throwback Thursday, even though it's not Thursday, and um, talk about them in greater detail. And then uh, obviously you'll get the third step. And I just think it's very impactful. I think it's very appropriate as well for the holiday season and really helps to serve as a reminder of what really matters in the season to each of us, which it may be very different for all of us. Uh, and that's okay. That's what's expected. That's why the world is a great place is because none of us are the same, that we all have a unique and special gift that we bring to the world. And we get to share that. And I think that's phenomenal. I do have to share with you that the bulk of the content and inspiration for the content today came from a metaphysical text known as the Course of Miracles. And if this series really resonates with you, uh, it might be something that you want to check out. I will put a link to it in the show notes, obviously giving kudos to where it's due. If this series makes you extremely uncomfortable, that's okay. I will not take offense for you not listening to these episodes and then joining us back in January when we go a little bit lighter um, and not so focused on this. But let me just read for you from the very first page, the introduction from A Course in Miracles, and gives you an idea of what this metaphysical text really does preach. So it says, this is A Course in Miracles. It is a required course. Only the time you take it is voluntary. Free will does not mean that you can establish the curriculum. It means only that you can elect what you want to take at a given time. The course does not aim at teaching the meaning of love, for that is beyond what can be taught. It does aim, however, at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence, which is your natural inheritance. The opposite of love is fear, but what is all-encompassing can have no opposite. This course can therefore be summed up very simply in this way. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. And when we talk about this idea of miracles, when it comes down to it in A Course in Miracles, a miracle is is simply 
a shift in perception. Being able to see things from a different kind of lens. So, for example, I put on a new outfit and I ask my husband how I look and he tells me that I look beautiful or stunning and I roll my eyes and I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I look all right. But what if I could truly see it through his lens? If I could see how he views me and the loving lenses that he uses to see me, that would truly be a miracle. And that's something that I strive for and I am working on to get towards, to have that loving view of someone who truly does love me pretty unconditionally in my marriage. So, um... That's a miracle. So when we're talking about making miracles happen, it's shifting your perspective. And this series is going to take you through three exercises at the end, each one walking you through a meditative, reflective exercise, uh, and then they'll build upon each other to have the outcome of hopefully shifting the perspective. And where this kind of came from is uh, a while ago, I, and I still struggle with it, it's not over for me. Um, I had an issue with shopping. (laughs) Um, I recognize that when I'm stressed, when I'm emotional, uh, I used to have two outlets. It was either I ate and I didn't eat celery and carrots. It was stuff that was not very good for you or I shopped. And when I started to become very unhappy with how I looked and, and my own wellness, I got rid of the option of being able to eat, which means that I shopped a lot more and I bought things for no other purpose than as a release. And when I say that it felt like an addiction, it truly did because there was definitely a a high associated with it. So when I would purchase stuff, when I would go into a store, when I would have a shopping cart and I would rack up all the purchases together and spend all that, I would leave and I would almost have kind of like a buzz going on. I'm just so excited about it. And then I would have a crash where I would actually be ashamed of what I did Um, and want to take it back, but then ashamed at trying to take purchases back to a store and then trying to explain why I didn't want these things. Um, And it was just like a sick cycle that was happening. My husband is a financial advisor, so polar opposite mindset when it comes to money and um, could not comprehend. And to this day, uh, he tries and he's a little more understanding, but still does not fully comprehend what my mindset was like when I would buy stuff. So why do you go into a store and you just have to get something? Why can't you just go in and get the one thing that you want and let everything alone? Why do you have to go into a store when you don't need anything? Um, And these were a lot of conversations that came up and it really was just an emotional outlet. And that's how I was embracing it through all these kinds of conversations. And then as leadership arts was formed, he used to make jokes about if you could come up with a training program that tells people how to not spend money like you do, I'm sure that would be a hot seller. (laughs) And, um, I noticed that my spending habits had started to change and I started to go back into my self-management practice, my self-development, my personal development, and trying to find out and isolate what specifically, caused me to shift in my mindset? Why was I not spending like I used to? Why, when I would go spend, did I not enjoy it anymore? I actually find it more of a chore. Go figure, in the holiday season, I'm actually like 
creating a strategic plan as to how I'm going to buy all the gifts because I want to have still the same impact and give these wonderful gifts, but I really don't want to spend hours and hours and hours in stores because uh, I want to be doing other other things. Um, and when I did that, I found that it truly was coming from A Course in Miracles and going through some of the exercises that really caused me to let go of some things. So I thought, what best way to introduce this kind of concept, but to read the blog post that I wrote when this really was resonating with me. Um, And this was back in August of 2016, so just this past August. Um, And it has a little blurb about my addiction to what I called excessive consumption, living beyond my means. Um, but then there's a paragraph that kind of goes into a little more the nitty gritty about what this entire series is about. And I wrote, life is a roller coaster of emotion. And if we do not become conscious of it, we truly are just along for the ride. If we choose to write aimlessly, it is guaranteed to be yes, enjoyable at times, but also just plain scary at times too. In this scenario, my reactive behavior was driven by fear. Being so afraid of life and what comes next, that immediate gratification felt necessary to have something to hold on to. Because at the end of the day, what really matters? Do we really matter? Does that handbag, table, or cookie really matter? In some weird way, I had convinced myself that if the material items mattered, that they somehow increase the likelihood that I mattered. In this series, I'd like to explore the discovery process to what truly matters, because when it comes to a fear-driven life, a shift in perspective is the only miracle we need. And when I go back and think about why I was spending and why um, all that occurred, You know, I was reacting to life because I was living my life out of fear. And and a big piece of that is, do I matter? Am I worthy? And one of the most beautiful things that have come, that, that has come out of leadership arts is that I finally feel like I have a place where I belong, that I finally feel like I am fulfilling a a greater purpose that I've always had and that I thought was missing from my life. And because that has come into my life, I have now been able to let go of that fear. And it still creeps in. I'm not going to say that I'm perfect and that I think that I'm the bomb diggity and and that I'm not afraid because that's not true. It still creeps in. It creeps in as a mother and as a wife and as a business owner, as an employer, you know, having employees you know, trying to ask yourself why your employee would choose you over something else. Why are you so special instead of them going to work for somebody else? Or my children, am I good enough as a mother for them? Am I worthy of being their mother? Um, same thing as, as a wife. You know, am I worthy? Do I matter at all? I mean, these are questions that come easily for me. I don't know if they do for you. And they are signs of a fear-driven life and trying to shift that perspective because when I am afraid, I have to do some sort of outlet, some sort of supplemental. And that is when these things occur. And even to this day, when I slip, because I do slip, I guarantee that you can take um, 
my credit card statement. And probably if we were to graph it, whenever it is high, it is when I have slipped. Um, and that's just a parallel that is there. So let's talk about how to move past this and how to start shifting our perspective or at least get on the path to get there. And step one talks about what is surrounding you, what is around you at this moment. And I want you, and you know, the beauty of this, if you're driving, please don't do this. You can do this mentally, but taking some time right now and taking a look around and noticing, truly being aware of what surrounds you, who surrounds you. I'm surrounded by a computer. I'm surrounded by a a mic that I'm recording with, my A Course in Miracles book. I have pictures of my loved ones, of when Zoe was still in my belly from the ultrasound to my father holding Madeline when she was first born. I have a card from my wedding anniversary. I have a picture of my first puppy, Pumpkin. Um, I have all kinds of resources that I love. I have photo albums surrounded by my Christmas village, which is a collection of all the lighted houses that I am in love with. You know, I look out my window that I have to my right, and I see a pinwheel that is spinning. I see leaves blowing. I see the grass. I see twigs in the grass. What is around you? Who surrounds you? At this moment, the house is empty. The the pups are somewhere taking a nap. Um, But what is around you? Who is there? Make a list. Get aware of what is around you in this moment. And... You can do this a couple of times. You know, we have a week till the next step hits and I challenge you to every once in a while, just center yourself and be fully aware of what surrounds you and make a list, whether it's mentally, whether it's logging in in a journal, but make a list. Then after you make that list, I want you to question what really matters Who really matters? Do the objects really matter? On what level do they matter to you? And if you struggle with this, one of the things that I have found is, you know, we talk about what matters, have it in relation to how those things bring you joy. How do those people, how do those objects, how do they bring joy into your life? Do they bring joy into your life? And if they don't, what does that mean in regards to if they matter to you, if those people matter to you, if those objects matter to you? And really push yourself and ask yourself, you know, what level do they matter? Does this lamp matter because I got it on sale? Does this book matter because it has a really cool cover or the collection of them make me feel intellectual in my home? 
Or is it because this book has changed my life and I need it there to reference on a constant basis? You know, this lamp is is a lamp that's been passed down from my family. It used to belong to my great aunt. And every time I look at it and turn it on, I think of my childhood. Get real with what is around you. Push yourself to really notice all the details. And then ask and challenge yourself what really matters. Next week, we're going to build off this list. So your, um, your goal is to create this list, identify what really matters to you, uh, you might start to eliminate things that don't matter to you, but uh, really focus on this list. And then next week, we're going to build on that. And uh, next week, we're going to talk about part two, which is really focused on why it really matters. So not just what, but why. Um, so yeah. If you have any questions about this exercise, because this is completely different than our typical podcast, please reach out to me directly. You can call the office at 717-430-2850, or you can call, or I mean, email me at Sam with two M's. So S-A-M-M at leadership-arts.org. Um, you can also always use the submission form down below if you're on our website, which is for TFWNs and Qs, thoughts, feelings, wants, needs, and questions. That's completely anonymous. It gets sent in. I check that, and I'd be happy to respond to those. Plus, you know, if you have questions, you have thoughts, love for you to share them because you're usually not alone. It's amazing to me when people um, share and they feel like they're the only one that feels that way or is thinking that way, and at the same time, I usually get three or four, sometimes a dozen that are sharing that as well. So um, if you want to really try to shift your perspective, this is your step one in that task. Um, other than that, we're going to keep it short because I want to give you time to focus on that and really think about that. And thank you so much for listening this week. I will talk to you next Monday at noon and have a great week. Bye.